Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Thursday, February 8th. I trust you're enjoying the blessings of the Lord and another good day serving the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thankful for the Lord's blessings. Well, we're glad to be able to be bringing these broadcasts to you over the Light and Truth Radio Network. We count it such a privilege and a joy to be able to sit down and make these broadcasts each day and send them out over the radio stations that God has blessed us with. We are grateful and thankful. Grateful for another good day, and the Lord's given us a beautiful day, even though it's been cloudy and a chance of rain pretty much off and on all day, but uh, thankful that the Lord's given us this warmer day, and the temperatures are headed towards the springtime. We're headed in that direction, at least, and thankful unto the Lord for that. Well, I want to thank the Lord most of all for salvation. What a blessing and a privilege it is to be saved by the good grace of God. We could have the worst day in the world and yet be blessed knowing we're saved by the grace of God. This world is not the best there is. Thank God we got a better world coming. we got a better life coming. And looking forward to the day when the Lord Jesus comes to take us home to be with him. Amen. Well, we had a good night last night in the Lord's house, and I appreciate you praying for us, and I hope you had a good day and night in the Lord's house also as well. And I appreciate you praying for us in these prayer requests. Let me mention just a few of those before we go to the message and the songs, or of course the songs first and then the message. But keep praying for my cousin, Sean Shepard. Sean has brain cancer and lung cancer. It actually, they said, started in his lung, went to his brain. They went in and got it all out of his brain, they said. And now they're working on treatments and trying to figure out where it's at in the rest of his body. Sean's 43 years old, I believe is correct, and he's a retired Navy officer, and we appreciate Sean's service, but a young man with a young family and battling this dreaded disease. So pray for Sean. He is a Christian, has a good testimony, and his family seem to be handling things well, so we praise the Lord for that, but keep him in your prayers. Also, another young man battling cancer that is a military officer, he's a sergeant in the Army. And I ask you to pray for this young man, 34 years old, I believe, uh, dealing with cancer. And so pray for him also as well, that the Lord would touch there and help those needs. And then, of course, we know a lot of folks with a lot of different problems. Cancer is seeming to be a major thing that a lot of people's facing, but a lot of people also facing other issues. We want to remember them in prayer. Keep Brother Hall in your prayers. God continue to strengthen and bless him and help him also as well. Well, I've got a good song queued up right here by the Patton Sisters. I trust will be a blessing to you. And then one by the Shepherd family. And hope these two songs will be a blessing. And then the message from the Word of God. All right. Our sermon for this week is going to be dealing with Mark chapter number 6. Several verses there. We're going to be taking our text from verse number 48. We're talking about encountering contrary winds. And on Monday's broadcast, we just did an introduction, and now we are continuing on, and we'll continue this message throughout this week. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church right here in Madisonville, Kentucky. If you want to turn in your Bible to Mark chapter 6, 
The Bible says, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed them by. Amen. I want to focus on verse number 48, that phrase, for the wind was contrary to them. I want to preach for a few minutes on encountering contrary winds. Let me just start by saying this. We picked up our text, in a sense, in the middle of the story, but we picked it up with the fact of our Lord instructing His disciples to get into the ship and to go before Him unto the other side. Uh, He instructed them to go while He stayed back and dispersed the crowd or the multitude, then that He might spend some time up on a mountain apart, alone in prayer. Well, there's a lot of lessons we could learn in that as well. But I'm interested in focusing today and spend a little bit bit of time on that phrase about the fact of this shipload of disciples in the midst of the sea as they are tossed with waves encountering contrary winds. So we talked about the sailors in the lot. Secondly, I want you to notice the sea or the lake. This particular body of water is called the Lake of Gennesaret by some. It's called the Sea of Galilee by others. They say that this body of water was particularly dangerous for the suddenness and the intensity of the storms that occasionally appeared in its vicinity. There are numerous accounts of such storms in the New Testament. So we've seen the sailors in the lot and the sea or the lake. Let me say number three, look at the storms in their life. This is one storm out of many that have appeared on that lake. This is one storm out of many that arose in their life. But I believe every one of us can look back at this storm and get some things that will help us when we encounter storms as well. Amen. The storm arose quickly and with such fury that even these strong rowers, these men that were used to the sea, these fishermen apostles could not make headway in the storm. This storm appeared apparently when the evening time came on. In other words, as darkness fell, so did the storm. As darkness approached, so did the storm. They're already zapped physically. Now they're zapped even more. They're putting everything they've got into it and not getting anywhere. You've probably been there, haven't you? You've been in a storm when this ain't just a game. This is not just two young men hitting sticks together, playing at sword fighting. This is death or life. I mean, this is reality. That This is a storm. That, Lord, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Lord, I don't know if I'm going to survive this thing. I'm about to give up in life. So you see the storm in their life. Then, number four, I want you to notice the supernatural appearance of the Lord. Jesus sees his struggling disciples in verse number 48. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed them by. I'm amazed at the fact that our Lord Jesus saw his struggling disciples and then came walking on the water to meet his disciples. Amen. 
When you're all worried about what's going to happen, that don't mean he's worried about what's going to happen. Amen. When you think, oh, I don't know, I, boy, I just can't imagine this turning out right. It's not upset him. He's in control. Amen. I wonder if there's not a lesson here that he wants us to call on him when we get in trouble. Amen. It's not enough to know that he sees. We need to call on him. It's not enough to know He's near. We need to call on Him. Amen. Isn't that what the Bible says? Call ye upon the Lord. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call ye upon Him while He is near. There are two specific miracles. I'm talking about this miraculous walk of our Lord. Miraculous appearance of our Lord. Two specific miracles given in this account. First of all, the walking on the water by our Lord. Secondly, the common of the storm. Amen. But, but I want you to notice how He did it here. Look at verse number 48. And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and he would have passed them by. Look at verse 49. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out, for they all saw him, and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them, and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered. Amen. Now, here's the the thing that I want you to notice in that text. First of all, our Lord calmed His disciples before He calmed the storm. Amen. When they cried out to Him, He spoke to them. Wind still blowing, waves still crashing. Amen. Thunder still rolling, lightning still flashing. But He spoke to them and calmed them. Thank God He can calm us in the midst of the storm. Amen. He spoke to them. And by the way, that shows me His priorities are right. He's more concerned about His disciples in the storm than He is the storm and the boat in the storm. Amen. Amen. He's more concerned about those men, those disciples, those people that are crying out to Him for help. And so He spoke to them before He ever spoke to the storm. Christ is more interested in your heart than He is those circumstances. Amen. He's more interested in dealing with your heart than he is those circumstances that you think so hard. But by the way, when he speaks to your heart, he can deal with those circumstances. Amen. He not only spoke to them and calmed them, but he calmed the storm as well. Mark does not mention he spoke to the storm, but Matthew does. He said, peace be still. Amen. When our Lord said, peace be still, the wind said, yes, Lord, and quit its blowing. And the wave said, yes, Lord, and laid down at His feet. Amen. And the storm ceased when our Lord told it to cease. Amen. You say, how long will my storm last? As long as the Lord lets it last. But He can speak peace in a matter of moments. He may not calm your storm. He may calm you. He may calm you and the storm. Amen. Now, here's the fifth thing I want you to notice. I want you to notice a series of lessons in this story. This is where I really wanted to get all that others introductory. But I want you to notice a series of lessons, some things that we can learn, truths from this text. And I don't have these alliterated, but let me say first of all, you don't have to be out of God's will to be in a storm. Some people seem to have that opinion. They think that only sinners and backsliders have problems. But the Bible is filled with men and women who were godly men and women who faced terrible storms. They encountered problems all along the way. Amen. In this case, look back at verse 45. In this case, Jesus straightway...
constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before him unto Bethsaida while he sent the people away. I want you to think about it now. Jesus picked the time. He said right now is when you need to get in that boat. Right now. He picked the time. Jesus picked the people. He said, I want you men in that boat. Amen. Jesus picked the time. Jesus picked the people. Jesus appointed the vessel. He said, this boat. And Jesus planned the route. Amen. That's all right there. Jesus picked every bit of that. He was in control. You don't have to be out of God's will to be in a storm. It's very possible. This boat and trip, I'll say every part of this boat and trip was in the perfect will of God. Right down to them encountering contrary winds. Amen. Secondly, not only being in a storm does not necessarily mean you're out of God's will, but the way of duty is not always easy. Perhaps it never is. Sometimes people say, well, you know, I know it's got to be God's will because look how easy things are happening. That does not necessarily mean you're in God's will. Just because things are happening easily. Amen. There are often hindrances in obeying the voice of God. There are often obstacles in fulfilling the will of God. The task He has assigned us to do. These disciples, I said earlier, I don't believe they were anxious to get in that boat. I don't believe they were I don't believe they were saying, let us go, let us go. To the... No, they weren't anxious to. But when he told them to go, they wasn't playing around. They wasn't wasting time. The fact that they hadn't made much progress was not the fault that they wasn't rowing. It wasn't the fault that they wasn't trying to do what he told them to do. Amen. But he told them to go. He told them that he was not going with them. I don't believe that they wanted to be away from him. I don't believe they wanted to... To be alone without him. But he said he wasn't going along with them. He even exerted effort, looks like, to convince them to get that idea about constrained them to get in the boat to go to the other side. Can I say this? These men did not volunteer for this boat ride. There may be some tasks God's given you that you didn't volunteer for. But he's given you a job to do. You may very well encounter storms. You may very well encounter contrary winds. In your attempt to do those, I wrote down three different things. First of all, perhaps it's preaching. Nobody just volunteers to preach if they got any sense. You're called into it. Amen. And there's a calling, not just a voluntary job, but a calling. And we have, as a preacher, you have duties to perform. They might not always be easy. There may very well be contrary winds. Maybe it's not preaching. Maybe it's parenting. In some sense, you signed up for the job. But in another sense, you didn't. Because I believe children are a heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is His reward. Amen. God can give you what He wants, when He wants, how many He wants. I believe that. Every child's precious, by the way. That's why we ought to be against abortion. I'm against abortion in any case. They say, well, what about the cause of rape? Kill the rapist, not the baby. Why would you kill a baby? That baby's a gift of God. This thing about parenting, God gave you those children. God gave you that child or God gave you those children, whatever the case is. And maybe whether you signed up for it or not, whether you volunteered for it or not, you've got a job to do now. There's tasks to do. There's work to do. And you may very well encounter contrary winds trying to raise those children for the glory of God. Amen. And then I'll say this. Maybe you're not a preacher. Maybe you're not a parent. Just being a witness for the Lord Jesus. 
Every born-again child of God is called upon to be a witness, a witness of the grace of God, showing the faithfulness and the goodness of God to this lost and dying world. Amen. And a witness to them about the salvation that is available to whosoever will. You have duties to perform. They may not always be easy. You may very well encounter contrary winds along the way. Although our Lord had commanded them and constrained them to get into the ship and to go to the other side, yet once they began this journey, they were in it to complete it. I believe they labored and worked. I believe they kept on and kept on and kept on and kept just putting one row in front of the, in front of the other, couldn't put one foot in front of the other, one, one oar in front of the other, one oar in front, and just keep on. Let's keep this thing going, fellas. Our Lord told us what to do. Uh, we don't, we didn't choose this storm. We didn't choose this route. He chose it all, and we're going to follow Him. We're going to obey His Word. And they kept on, now listen to this. They hadn't made much progress. Didn't look like they was doing too good. But when our Lord got there, He never reprimanded them. He never said, fellas, look, you ain't gone two steps. He didn't say you've worked nine hours and you've not gone by half. He didn't fuss at them about what they had not accomplished. I personally believe he probably patted them on the back for doing the best they could do because they were in the will of God. It wasn't their fault that the wind was contrary against them. And so our Lord didn't blame them. Amen. Let me say number three, the contrary winds might hinder our performance of the duty we've been given. You say, that's a given. We understand that. But I want you to think about this. These men were doing what had clearly been commanded them by their master. And yet they were hindered by influences that were beyond their control. It was outside of them and absolutely beyond their control. I believe that's a common problem in the life of Christians. At least some time in the life of Christian, you'll face this problem. When difficulties arise that are out of our control, it hinders the performance of our duties. And we often feel badly about that. Perhaps we wonder why God doesn't do something about that. Lord, I'm having a hard time. It's hard here. I remember a young man that he'd gone out west several times and he tried to start churches and he'd go and he'd get going and in about a year, every time in about a year, he'd be ready to quit. And he'd call home and, and say he's coming home. And I don't know how many times he did that, a number of times. And finally, one day he called his pastor and he said, Preacher, I'm coming home. And the preacher said, Why? He said, These people out here don't want nothing. His pastor said, Listen, everywhere I've ever preached, I've never met anybody ever wanted anything. He said, If you're going to preach for God, you're going to have to learn to preach to people that don't want nothing. But I'm saying that sometimes we wonder, Lord, I'm hitting a brick wall here. That's what they were doing, that wind. Every time, if I could say it this way, when they'd go one row forward, they'd go back to. Wind blowing and the waves both working against them. And these difficulties out of their control. Sometimes we feel bad. But it might just be that God is taking His time to work on it because He's working on us. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.